Welcome back to The Climb. I am your host, Lord Cranial. Hello, my name is Dan. I go by Captain Hoppa. Each episode, we will dive into the ups and downs of the Diamond Ladder experience while searching for the secrets to get good. Yeah, we're just uh, two Diamond players, and we are really excited for tonight's discussion. Uh, before we get into anything, Dan, I am so happy to be back. I am so happy to be here talking with you again. It's been it's been over a month now. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a little bit. And, uh, you know, what better topic to have coming back from a break than the topic of coming back from a break? Yeah. Uh, before we hop into the topic, though, Dan, I do have a question to ask you. How is the ladder treating you? Regale us in your stories of diamond success. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's going pretty good. I so here's here's the thing. So uh, my first week back was last week. I'll go into the details of how that kind of progressed later on but yesterday i had a really good day on the ladder like really good i think i lost two games and i won pretty much everything else which was like you know seven and two ish or something like that uh so that is very fresh in my memory so it's i know i say the ladder's like pretty good like all the time but it's more about the inflection i say it so i would say like it's pretty good uh and that's really also because the one i had most recently i was crushing it you know it's been a while since i've had a day like that i i felt very cool and very keyed in the other thing i'll say is that i got a new mouse too so like that's a whole nother like break-in process that it took me about a week probably to really just not notice it i still notice it a little bit but i'm probably like 90 percent of the way there to not (laughs) using the mouse as an excuse but yeah, man. I mean, the the builds uh, have just been feeling a little more, a little more slick. And uh, I had a day yesterday. It was a lot of ZVPs too. So I, I was I was crushing them. A lot of lot of good queen walks. A lot of sharp timings. It's also one thing too where it's like there's a lot of times I'm running into when it's not appropriate to do a queen walk. But I have the wherewithal and the foresight to do the more like okay, we're going to do a similar attack. It's just going to be later. It's going to be with Hydras. It's going to be with 1-1. And we're not going to get too anxious to kill our opponent and throw our army away. Because that's that's kind of how it was going previously, where it's like, I'm still focusing on like the aggression and the commitment, right? But it's also, I'm doing it in a way that has enough patience to actually make it viable and to actually make it decent in its results and uh, how it kind of plays out. Yeah, dude, that's that's awesome to hear. Uh, would you say it has like your current success right now? Would you say that has anything to do with the topic that we're discussing today? Um, yeah, I mean, probably. It's also kind of the de-rusting phase because the games I played last week were just every every day was like a new mess. You know, like every day had a new uh, weird thing that I had to be like, oh yeah, that's a thing I have to do in this game, and. You know, yesterday was really just like, oh, yeah, it, this is what it's like to have the things kind of click and to have the things kind of work together in harmony because it's otherwise just very, like, disjointed and chaotic. I mean, you know, it's it's chaotic on a normal day, but it feels more chaotic when you yourself are just kind of flailing about wildly, you know? 
I mean, that's really awesome to hear though, that you're starting to kind of get back into it. And even with the, uh, even with the new mouse, which we, we will continue to blame for probably about two more weeks. I think, I think that's the good window for it. Yeah. I, I, I had a tweet where I was like, I got a new mouse and now I can make excuses for about six months. So yeah. <laughs> it, it'll be on the, it'll be on the table for a while. So, you know, Hey, it's okay. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't balance wine. Blame your equipment there. That's how that's how pros should do it. Yeah, operator error, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, do you have anything else you want to share about your ladder experiences? Is there any like particular matchup that you're feeling good about? Any particular matchup you're feeling bad about? Um, yeah, it, it's kind of hard for me to say because I'm not really like. Again, I think the priorities for me, just because I know I'm kind of coming back from a break, is it's very loose as far as priorities go, and I'm also just kind of just trying to like tread water you know if that makes sense like I'm not trying to be like I'm gonna pull this off I'm gonna do this blah, blah. you know like I'm just like yeah I'm just gonna try to play and like see if I remember how to play this game oh the one thing I will say that I have changed is I'm I'm trying to be more reflective upon the games that I play and I, I don't remember how much I specifically talked about this in the burnout episode but I think one of the things I really noticed is that I got to a point with my gameplay and my streams where every game just kind of blurred together in this weird amorphous blob. And at the end of a ladder session, I I don't really have like a reflection period. It's just like I either feel good or I feel bad. And that's it. You know, like that's that's all I could like process, you know. Um, so I'm making a very a very deliberate effort to try to like rename every replay. Right. It's something that. I just am very bad at. I haven't done it consistently pretty much ever. I mean, maybe I did it in gold or plat back in the day where I actually named everything, but I'm really trying to make an effort just to name them and just to, you know, just this is the opener. This is what happened. This is the push he did. This is what I made. Like it, I can cram a lot of information into the, the one line, but it also just, it really helps me just remember the game, you know, beat by beat, even if it's like, oh, 12 pool, I did huge damage and I close it out. You know, like that's that's a straightforward summary and it tells me the main takeaways from the game. And I, so far, it's been pretty helpful. Like I, I enjoy it. And, and this is the other thing I do. I'm trying to do is that I, I've been trying to, you know, take walks here and there. And, and, and while I'm walking, I'm just like reliving a lot of the decisions because I think that's really the only way for me to really improve my decision making. Right. It's one thing to... uh to make the wrong or right decisions, but I think it's another thing to really like understand why you made those decisions, right? And you know, sometimes it's like it's like an overreaction to something you see and I'm like, "Well, why did I overreact to it?" Right? Like, why did I go all out for that? You know, or it's like, "Why did I see it without seeing it?" And I think the why helps me kind of round out a lot of the decisions I make in the game and it keeps uh, it keeps the games like, like separate in a way that they're not just like, oh, I played StarCraft for four hours and uh, it was all right. <laughs> you know, it's it's. I think I think there's a lot to be said to to keeping them delineated game by game and decision by decision because each decision you make, right, is gonna just be wildly different based on the circumstance and your opponent. Yeah, absolutely. It's also nice to just kind of have that that ability to catalog each game and if you need help with something you can just like you immediately know where it is just pull it right up and you know either send it to a coach or you know just be able to watch it and analyze it for yourself um the the replay naming thing is something i've kind of been doing for a little while but i don't actually like 
I don't really put too much information on it. I just, you know, the matchup, what game it was that day, win or loss, and also the date. But usually I, I've, I've gotten pretty good at, about knowing like which ones I need at any given time. And just like, oh, right, this is the TVZ that was yesterday. Pick that up. Yeah, I do think it is helpful, too, when I have to be like, wait, didn't I see this build before? Or like, haven't I been in this exact situation before? Like, I, I think it's good for retrieval in a way, too. And, and again, it's also just I remember more about them. And it really, again, I don't know if I'm just crazy or if I just got lucky with build orders from my opponents yesterday, but I really felt like a lot of the decisions I made, especially decisions where it was like, no, you need to be patient here. Like, especially those decisions, they felt really strong. And they felt like because I was able to make those decisions solidly, it makes my follow-up like a million times stronger and a million times more focused and powerful and you know, then I'm crushing with layer tech in one, one, you know? Yeah. That's awesome, man. So, uh, do you want to go ahead and hop into highlights and lowlights? Sure. Uh, let's see. So I started, this is the, uh, this is the low light. Uh, so this was, this was on romanticide and it was a ZVT. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to start, but, um, my opponent did a really weird build. So he did a, he proxied a starport with a tech lab and delayed his uh, second command center by a lot to get the starport faster. And, you know, it, it's one of these things where I didn't have all of the pieces of the information uh, because I knew he had a surprisingly high amount of Marines at the beginning, which is the ultimate, like, scout denial, no overlord, no nothing kind of thing. And I couldn't confirm whether he had a gnat, but, like, the Marines itself were me being, like, something's wrong like <laughs> he's doing something you know like uh so i was uh concerned and then uh he proxied the starport which again i think it's funny he proxied it because i didn't scout his main base like fully <laughs> like i never got an overlord in like he had marines like i wasn't even gonna really shoot for it but anyways a couple banshees pop out with cloak relatively quick faster than i would have um anticipated and they did quite a bit I think it's a lot of the early game for me, I was like a little tense and a little afraid because I was pretty confident it was a one base build, but unable to confirm it was a one base build and also not knowing exactly what type of one base build it was. Uh, so like my layer was later than it probably should have been because I was like kind of just thinking, <laughs> you know, like just like, I don't know what's, well, I don't know, I don't know what this guy's doing. So, you know, the Banshees, the Banshees show up and uh, they do a lot. It's one of these things where you can know what to do, right? And like I had spores, right? I had spores. I didn't have like intermediate spores. So I'm still like kind of huddled in by my mineral lines and the Banshees are just really being annoying. And, you know, they kill a couple Queens here and there. And it was, it was decent damage. And, uh, it's, it's one of these situations where I'm just like, I'm staring at my lair waiting for it to finish because he can like also Romanticide has a lot of like in between space. Even if you got your spores in your mineral lines, there's still a lot of space. And if your queens are still out in the open, like they're just going to die. And so I'm just staring at my lair, trying to get an overseer as fast as I can. And, and you know, eventually I clean it up or I, I kill one of them and the other one just flies away. And then the thing that really got me is so, okay, I'm trying to resettle. I'm trying to get everything back. I'm still checking on my opponent to see what he's doing and all that. And then probably like a minute later four cloaked banshees come back into my into my base and just kill all my queens and i'm like oh god and uh it you know it just kind of spirals from there and i i, 
I got beat up by banshees. I think I, I think I lost like twenty drones or something like that. Once you lose all your queens in those situations, it's like you you have you really have nothing that can save you from four banshees just deleting things all over the place. And uh, I did, <laughs> oh yeah, I did a desperation uh, roach YOLO because I was like, well, let's pull the banshees home maybe. <laughs> and then it's just like his natural base is just like three tanks in a bunker, and I'm like. Well, well, he got me. <laughs> so then I left because I was down, you know, twenty drones or whatever. Yeah, it was just brutal. It's just, it's just, you know, you know when it, like a banshee is just getting more than you feel like it should, and then it just keeps getting more. And then I really didn't expect him to follow up with more cloaked banshees, because um, otherwise I would have like doubled down on queens and and whatever. Oh yeah, and then this is another thing is that uh, I think in my panic. I moved one of the spores that I had at my third base mineral line. I moved it forward because the Banshees were being very annoying. But then when he did the second push, I didn't have a spore in the mineral line. And it's like, well, everything's dead. <laughs> it's yeah, that's one of those that's one of those strategies that I personally haven't seen in a while. It's not really in the meta right now. But yeah, that's that's definitely a weird one, especially if he's trying to get that starport out before his natural command center that's a bizarre one yeah and i think that's also one of the more painful things about it too is because i know that it's a quote-unquote bad build like it's not a build that is optimized and it's not the most efficient thing in the world but if it does the damage it does the damage you know and and if uh if i keep losing the right units and if i get caught out of position on the second one it it just it beat me up man and uh <laughs> it's tough yeah i mean you know people are still like even the highest level players are going to be caught off guard by some by something that is you know typically considered off meta there's a there's an element of surprise to it that i feel like a lot of people tend to kind of gloss over it's just like oh well you know six banshees that's stupid yeah well it can still catch some people off guard and if you know like you said you're targeting the right things down and they die you're kind of just out of luck you got caught by surprise and that's just you know kind of an element of this game yeah, well, and it's also, like, I can only pull my, like, one of the emergency procedures for a Zerg in those situations is to pull all your injecting queens off the base to get them to the front, you know? I did that, like, twice, and they, and and you can only do that so many times, and when they're dying, it just, like, it, it really just adds up over time, and uh, I, I lost to it. I will give him credit. He did a good job denying the information and also just locking down his natural to prevent any sort of counter push, and I was dead. Do you think this is one of those games where it's kind of like a one-off build, or do you think there's something actually there worth learning? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't see one base builds too often. I mean, honestly, there was a phase where I felt like there were a lot of Terrans who were, like, trying weird one base things, but honestly, I, I feel pretty confident in my ability to shut them down. But again, it's also, the other thing is I, I delayed my own layer. You know, like, that that was definitely my thing, and, it, and even in a normal normal game uh i probably would have had the layer like at least started by the time they, they went in but it, it it started like one second before the banshees flew into my mineral lines which is not ideal and uh <laughs> i felt it it's good to see that you you can at least pull a little bit of uh, information from a game like that yeah and, and you know i probably won't i mean i'll probably run into builds that are similar maybe not that exact flavor but but definitely things within that realm and, uh, you know, hey, man, there's there are a lot of builds out there and there are a lot of builds that you can definitely die to, even if you shouldn't. <laughs> this is 
I think this, this I had so I have a bonus low light. I just thought it was hilarious to me. I was playing a ZVP and I had a pretty good opener with the 12 pool, I want to say. And then uh, he made DTs as a follow up and I was just completely caught off guard. And I think one of the reasons I felt so off guard is that the idea of DTs was a surprise. Like I didn't even have that like in my brain at all. Because sometimes, like, you, you're like, oh, okay, well, he's Protoss, right? He could do this, he could do this, he could do this. But I had zero idea that that would happen. <laughs> and that that surprise did so much damage to me. It was ludicrous. The other thing, too, is that <laughs> this is also just a panic thing that I thought was hilarious. Is that so he, he got four DTs into my main. No spores, no lair, no nothing kills my main base immediately i pull the drones down in the natural and then i try to make a layer at my natural and for some reason i can't and then i'm like oh shit my spawning pool died so i remake a spawning pool at the natural but then when i when i checked the replay I, my spawning pool was definitely alive i i don't know what like i think it was obscured by overlords and I was in a panic, so I just put down another spawning pool, and I literally waited for that spawning pool to finish before I made my lair. But it's the heat of the moment. It's the heat of the moment mistake. And again, it was just funny. I was just laughing at myself because it was definitely alive. I definitely could have started. I think I didn't have enough gas when I first tried, but just uh, it's it's shock and surprise, you know. And and that's a big uh, that's a big tool, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't stress about having two spawning pools too much because I definitely had a game fairly recently where I had four engineering bays. It's just like, what am I going to do with four of these? I did wind up losing that game too, so it didn't really matter in the long run. Yeah, I mean the damage the damage had been done for sure, but again, I can I can confidently laugh at myself because it was pretty funny. Yeah, it just seems like uh, there are some invisible boys that are just decided to mess with you this for this uh, this climb. Yeah, it was all detection related. Uh, a lot of my lowlights were detection oriented. And uh, yeah, it's a valid move within the game. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go into the highlight. It was a little harder for me to pick a highlight because honestly, I was just happy with myself, like in general, like all around. Um, but this was I, this was a ZVP I played on Oxide. And the reason I picked it as my highlight is that I just felt very... Well, first of all, my opponent made some questionable choices with like some gateway pushes, but I felt like every time my opponent made a mistake like that, I was able to capitalize on it and punish it like super hard. You know, like, no, 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 we don't we don't do that here. And it could have gone either way. Like I could have been surprised by it and I could have taken damage, but I, I knew what was happening. I knew what was coming. Um, I was ready. I crushed it. And then he did it again. I was also ready, but I was also on a really good economy as well. And then I crushed that one too with, you know, Ravager Ling. It was like weird stalker composition. Like not, not the best, but, but also like it can be deadly if you're surprised. But I was not surprised. I was in control. Uh, I absorbed all of the attacks he threw at me. Um, and then I took my time getting my tech, getting my lair, and then I just crashed into him. Nice. So you're finally hitting this point where you can, where you kind of intuitively know when you can punish a Protoss who is trying to do some shenanigans. Yeah, and and again, I, I will admit that I am bad at, at scouting, but also you could argue I'm good at scouting with very little information just because I can, I can, it's like in a, it's in a laser style of scouting where it's like, I make a lot of assumptions, but a lot of the times it's it certain tells can, can tell you a lot, you know? And, and one of the things that was a tell that, that I read is that 
he defended the 12 pool and like it didn't do huge damage it, it did okay i would say like um, i was happy with it but it wasn't terrible um but not perfect right and not game winning by any means but like he had just like he had like two extra zealots after that and i'm like that's i don't think that's a mistake because like they, they there was enough of a delay to where it wasn't like immediately after you know but it was weird enough for me to be like mm, this seems suspicious we're gonna get a safety warrant and, and a couple of safety roaches just in case he does decide to randomly walk across uh and catch me droning so i was just not only was i mentally prepared for that and he did do that like he just it was just a random time with a random amount of gateway units um but i was ready for it with units and just i was ready for the idea of it you know and uh we just crushed it i mean that's that sounds pretty good. I mean, the laser form of scouting where you do have to make assumptions, I mean, I feel like is that's a very valid way of... It's almost essential in playing StarCraft because, you know, it's a game of imperfect information, so you're not going to know everything. So you are going to have to make a couple of assumptions. So it's, it's good to hear that you are um, taking advantage of... Or you're making the correct assumptions, I should say. Yeah, well, it's one of these things, too, where it's like, it, I feel like it's a skill I've developed because I'm notorious for not getting something into the main base. And I'm glad I have this skill, but I also am very aware that, like, there are many builds where, like, I need to get in to just not die, you know, because, like, the, the, the assumptions and the subtlety stuff, like, it, it'll get you places, but it'll only get you so far. And there are just, there's just a whole list of builds, too, where it's like, yeah, if you scout it, you don't die. But if you guess at it and are wrong, you are 100% dead. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, there's always the really odd builds on ladder or the odd compositions or odd play styles. I definitely have had times whenever I just, I don't feel comfortable making an assumption. I will go ahead and like scan a, another Terran's main base and then take a look and just be like, I still don't know what this is. I've wasted a mule. I'm not feeling great right now. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's something I've kind of developed as I've forced myself to get, like, the full scout. It's this sensation that is actually really amazing because when I'm in the game, I have this feeling where it's like, I know when I need to scout, like, 100% need. And I know when I can be like, ah, uh, it's probably this. But there are certain times where I'm like, I really need to find out. And it's those asking that question of your opponent like what's happening what's happening what's happening is is valuable because before i didn't have that and i would just kind of like just i'm doing my build yeah i think that's actually kind of one of the funny things about playing starcraft on stream is that you know you do have to like verbalize some of these things and i think it actually is like personally helped me out because you know I'll, I'll see something go on going on in like a protoss person's face and i've like i verbally say what is this what is this and it, it kind of gets you on that, you know, train of thought of just like, okay, it could, uh, it's, this is a twilight is it's clearly upgrading something. No. So it could be high Templar early. It could be dark Templar. Yeah. Uh, asking those questions is incredibly important. Yeah. And, uh, work in progress, you know, it's, it's all, it's all coming together, but yeah, no, I, I felt good. And, uh, also he had a hidden base that I didn't know about, but I still won the game by smashing into the natural. So that's always nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Anything else you want to share from those games? No, I think that's about it. I think that's a pretty good overview. All right, buddy. Well, uh, how uh, how's your ladder been going? So I'm still kind of in the process of getting back into, you know, streaming StarCraft and playing it more and more and more. Recently, it's been, I would say it's been pretty good. 
there's a lot of this stuff that we can talk about whenever we get to the topic, but I, I have been feeling a little bit sharper in the mind, but my like actual reflexes are a bit slow and I tend to panic a little more under pressure. It's a, it's a weird dynamic that I can talk about a little bit more, but I've been having fairly decent success. I wound up getting my uh, diamond two badge back and have been, you know, climbing recently so i'm i'm pretty happy with what's going on uh i also took some time to play on the european server which that has been interesting and will be part of my highlight sure that's exciting um and so like you do you feel like it's mechanics do you feel like it's just rhythm or like kind of hard to say i I would say i'm definitely feeling rusty on the rhythm of it because i definitely some of my micro tends to be a little bit off which it's also part of a low light. I, I think like game sense and gameplay wise, I'm feeling sharper. Um, my strategies feel a little bit cleaner. It's just, you know, getting back into kind of the macro cycle rhythm and, uh, you know, actually being able to micro my units back around. And that's always just like kind of a, a rust thing like that, you know, fades eventually. And I, once I start getting back into playing a lot more like that, that'll fade away and I'll be, you know, I'll be back into doing normal macro cycles and whatnot. Is there any matchups or any builds or anything that you're working on, or is it all just kind of anything at this point? I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I'm kind of just getting back into the rhythm of playing StarCraft more. That being said, though, I have been making strides in TVP of, you know, all the matchups. That's, you know, as everybody knows, that's been a that's been a sticking point with me for years at this point. And I'm pretty sure I've said some things I regret about Protoss and I apologize to those guys. But um it's all right. Just let let this let the salt flow through you. It's okay. No, I I, I don't want to give Terran an even worse reputa- reputation than it already has. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I mean, I'm feeling fairly solid in all of my matchups. It's just right now I'm trying to get back into the back into the flow of things well i don't know if you have anything else generally because i i'm kind of i'm kind of anxious to get into the topic topic um so i don't know if you want to go into the highlight low light from here yeah we actually we can do these we can do these fairly quickly so uh as i said before i played a little bit of the eu ladder kind of during my break i only played four games and to be fair they are placement matches but all four of those were cheese all of them I was proxy void raided. I was four. I was actually yeah four racks into proxy four racks, one factory, one starport. Oh yeah, a uh, one base Terran, and an attempted charge lot all in, I believe. But all four of those I completely wrecked. Now, in fairness, a couple of those were a little bit under my league, so I don't want to I don't want to brag about those too much. But there were two that were, you know, my skill level, and. There was something very satisfying about just absolutely destroying it, especially the person who did a proxy for Rex, because I like I was making a very concerted effort to scout at that point because I'm just like, oh, my God, everybody in EU is cheesing me. I don't understand what's going on, <laughs> which is really interesting and actually taught me some other things. But, you know, I'm, I'm scouting. I don't see barracks. I'm just like, oh, well, I'm getting screwed right now. I'm expecting something like a, you know, two Rex Reaper or three Rex Reaper. It's not often that I see the Forex Marine because it's not super great in TVT, but he comes, he tries to come walking up and I've already got a siege tank. So I've completely uh, nullified that threat, but he decided to stay. Like usually when that happens, people are going to lift up and they're going to go home. 
not this guy. You know, they put down a factory, a starport, and then just started dropping into my base. And it was one of those moments where I'm just like, for starters, I know I have more stuff than you right now. I'm on more bases. I don't like, I know that if we go into a base trade, I'm going to win because you know what? I have Vikings. You don't. You lift your buildings up and I'm going to chase them to the corners of the map. It's like, I've played, the, I've played this game before. I know how Terrans think. I know what these buildings can do in corners. <laughs> you know, I've been here. Yeah. I uh, Trust me, I'm, I'm two steps ahead of you. I'm also a Terran. I've also done these things. Yeah, so I, you know, I'm killing his production faster than he is. He's not, I think he was, his focus was a little bit all over the place because they were, you know, they weren't shelling at, at the important buildings. Like my, they weren't taking my production down quickly enough. So I was able to get like tanks out, more Marines, and eventually kind of push them back. They sent me some BM and then left. Nice. Good job. I, I will say it's, it's one of these things like everyone who plays StarCraft knows how, terrible and disgusting it is to lose to cheese but when you crush a cheese that high is is so much higher sometimes because you know that like you were the better player in like all in all avenues right it's like i feel sometimes when i do it i feel like i'm sterile because like i just shut it down in like the most like clean decisive like i'm better than you kind of way <laughs> you know what i'm saying and uh, man, it's it's such a great feeling. I mean, you know, we're we're still gonna lose the cheese, but but when you when you stomp on it, man, whew. yeah. When I beat the um, the person who proxy void rated me, I had to like get up and walk around for a minute because I was just like so stoked. I like at, at that point, I think I had beaten like two other cheesers, so I'm just like I'm on a I'm on a roll right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's definitely it, the the level of satisfaction is sometimes almost greater than a macro game if you. If you if it goes as well as you want it to, it's it's oh man, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> yeah, I I'm I'm still even thinking back on it now. I'm super excited with that. For my low lights, if anybody follows me on Twitter, I posted about this. So there is a clip floating around of this, but uh, I was taking on a a Protoss on 2,000 atmospheres. I've I've been trying to be a little bit more aggressive in TVP doing more three racks rather than three one one so i get i actually i'm like pushing across the map and a lot of diamond protosses have decided to respond to this by just staying on two bases for a little bit longer and even getting immortals which i it seems weird to me but they do hold so there's probably something to it anyway so we you know we get into kind of a mid game he rushes for disruptors so I'm, I'm sure everybody can see where this is going already not salty just want to put that out there not salty um you're not going to talk about anyone's tool <laughs> sorry sorry i interrupted i interrupted i, you know, I didn't want to bring up the tool discussion no, that was but... that was that was that was well timed well done sir but um uh, i was going to engage him in the middle of the map and when i went back and checked the replay um you know i was up in supply i was up in workers like i had the lead in this game and that pesky little disruptor ball comes barreling towards me. And, you know, the proper protocol is to just back up. The person only had a couple of disruptors. So it's just like, I just let them expend those and then I can push in, pick some off. And then, you know, it's the whole, the whole song and dance of fighting disruptors. Everybody knows. As I was clicking back, I clicked the corner of the mini map 
and ran forward into all of the disruptors, it lost my basically my entire ground army and opponent walked across the map and just stomped me. And I like I was I was irritated. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it's like pure control, like that sort of thing. You had all the pieces, right? And it's it's literally one move command. I mean, it's an atrocious move command, but like it's one. <laughs> it's one out of, you know, hundreds you've done correctly in the rest of the game. But man, it's brutal. Yeah, I was like it it drove me insane because that's the first time I've ever done that is like click on that just the little corner of the mini map, like right behind the Protoss player's base. Yeah, I, I also the other thing too, whenever I fight disruptors or whenever I take like bad engagements with disruptors, every time every time it's a really bad hit i am shocked and amazed at how many units can touch the disruptor as it explodes like within that range how many things you can jam pack into that explosion because like <laughs> you know it's like ravagers are huge right and like the 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 roaches like i'm like i didn't even know i could put that many roaches that close together but he found a way to make it work and uh it just it hurts it hurts in my soul and my body and just all over. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like you said, Protoss has better tools. Hashtag Marine Lord. No, I did not say that. I was just talking about tools. <laughs> I was just mentioning tools. I didn't say anyone's tools I'm just were better. I'm just mentioning a tweet. I'm just mentioning a tweet. I don't, <laughs> the, uh, the tweet in question does not reflect my beliefs in StarCraft meta. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's funny. It's a funny meme. There, there were a couple memes that were that were birthed in the recent ESL tweets, and I think they're all pretty funny. Also, the Max Packs three O, what a beast tweet is just uh, I, I love it. I <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird that that one got controversial, but you know, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A young guy getting a first big win. Yeah, how dare he celebrate a win over one of the best European Terrans? Like, come on. But yeah, so you know, hey, we've all been disrupted, and we will probably be disrupted in the future. Um, yeah, I I think it's just payment for all the times I've killed opponents with mines. Well, and it's also like, well, well, will do you know what to do to not have that happen? Just don't click like that. <laughs> it's just that easy. Just just stop it. All right. <laughs> what are you doing? Play like Clem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh. It's rough out there sometimes, but hey, um, I'm glad you're getting back into the rhythm and, uh, you know, bit by bit, it's a, it's a process. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what the uh, latter half of the year holds. And with that, would you like to go ahead and get into our topic for tonight? Sure. So as you both know, Captain Happen and I took a little bit of a break. We, we weren't able to do the climb three weeks ago. We couldn't do it last week. I had some stuff going on. But uh, both of us kind of took a break from uh, playing StarCraft a little bit. Uh, I took a personal break from streaming for a little while. And both of us are coming back into uh, streaming and playing StarCraft more. So um, uh, we're kind of going to go, go into a discussion about kind of our experience of coming back into it. I, I've had multiple experiences of coming back from a break. You know, Captain Happa will have his own experiences, um, some stuff like what you can expect. It's almost like a continuation from last month's, uh, climb episode, uh, you know, take, you know, knowing when part to... two electric boogaloo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Captain Hapa, do you have any, uh, discussion you want to open with? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll just start by talking about the length of my break and all that. So like, 
I took an entire like two weeks from playing, which is a lot for me because I've been streaming pretty consistently. So it was also streaming. I wasn't streaming as well, but I hadn't taken that long of a break from the game uh, in over a year. You know, like I, I've taken maybe one week or like five days one week before, but but never two weeks. Um, so it was kind of a new experience for me. Uh, and just I got to watch ESL during it, which was also just like a coincidence. So I was still like involved in StarCraft and watching a lot of fantastic games and all that. But I wasn't really playing. So it was definitely the longest break I've ever taken and from the stream as well. Uh, since I've been rolling pretty consistently, but yeah, it's, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm coming back. So I'm about a week and a half back, like playing and laddering very consistently and, uh, it's going, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, it's one of these things where, um, it's almost kind of nice when I can go in and play with low expectations because I know the first few sessions are going to be just complete shit shows you know like i am fully aware of that you know and it's kind of nice to i can go in and just be like well it's probably gonna go bad today you know it's it's a relief mentally to to go in with that mentality um but it's also kind of exciting in a way you know because it's also like i am ready to be challenged by the latter you know because i think the challenge is also what what makes it so appealing right to, to everyone who ladders it's it's a challenging thing and uh, when I took such a break from it, I realized that like I really enjoyed that challenge and that puzzle to solve from every opponent, you know? Yeah, that's that's usually been my experience whenever I come back from a break. It's always, there's there's a game that doesn't quite scratch that itch like StarCraft 2 does. It's very fast paced. It's fun to watch. It, like every time I watch ESL, I, want, I get in the mood to like just go and ladder hard. It's there's a very com a very competitive scene to be in. Yeah, there's really just nothing quite like it. And a lot of people, after a while, they do tend to get that itch again. It's just like, man, I kind of miss that that challenge, like you were talking about. Um, <laughs> this is also just a funny thing that I I noticed. So like the first or second day back, I forget which one it was, but it was definitely one specific day. I got thirty six thirty six blocked, literally eighty five percent of my games. And it's one of those supply blocks where it wasn't even like, oh, I'm supply blocked for eight seconds while my overlord finishes. No, no, no. It, it's the one where like, I don't notice it <laughs> until it's been there for 30 seconds. And then I go, oh God, I'm and then I make like three overlords. And it's like, that's the worst, that's like the worst supply block to get, but it's also the classic Zerg supply block to get. But I, I kid you not, I got it every single game. Mine is the one towards the end where I was like, that's the only thing I'm going to do this game is not get supply block. Um, but even like I played another one after that and I think I still got it. So like it's those kind of mistakes that I feel like are very, uh, very present and very to the front of my woes upon the ladder. But it's also pretty easy to fix, right? As, as soon as I'm like, oh, this is the mistake I'm making every game. All right. Next time we're just not going to do that. And it's it's a minor adjustment because it's also an adjustment that I've made in the past. But Man, it, it, it felt bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, whenever you come back from a break, there are some recalibrations that you have to make. But, would, I mean, you would say that it's easier this time around to fix the 36 block than it was the previous time, right? Yeah, well, and also it was easy to fix because I noticed how strong of a trend it was, you know, because it, it's not a mistake that, oh, it happens every once. No, it happened every game. <laughs> 
Uh, barring that issue, how do you feel mentally coming back? Are you, do you feel refreshed? Do you feel like you can, you can take on the ladder with a good attitude? Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of mentioned this um, earlier and I'm glad you did because it, it, it's kind of similar for me. I feel like Th- there is this weird, um, almost like extra clarity I have in my mental game as far as like decision making and making choices on the fly. Like I feel good about those choices that I make and I feel like I have more like mental real estate to make these decisions, but my hands and my eyes are still bad. Right. I think that's that's one of these things where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just like bad at injecting again, you know, like or I'm just bad at like looking at my supply enough. And and these are like more like physical changes. You know what I'm saying? Because it's more like hotkey stuff and, and mouse coordination stuff. But um, it, it just comes with the not having practiced for a while, I feel like. I've had this mental feeling before when I've taken like shorter breaks. Again, I haven't taken a break this long before, but when I've even, even if it's like five days from not playing, it feels different. And I don't know how to accurately describe it, but it's different and it's almost better. Question mark is what I would say. I don't know. I mean, I felt the same way coming back into it. Granted during the, you know, about month ish that I wasn't playing as actively and, you know, not streaming my experiences, um, I would play, you know, every once in a while, help somebody practice or, you know, just watch ESL or I, I even play the campaign a little bit just to kind of try and keep my, you know, kind of keep the muscle memory just a little bit. But um, yeah, coming back into it, there was like, it almost felt like it was just easier to make decisions. It was just like, oh yeah, like the branching paths didn't seem as like numerous or obstructed. Like before I took my break, I like every, every game, it was just like, it, there was just kind of like almost a franticness and it's everything seemed kind of cloudy and I would usually just make kind of poor decisions based on that. But I mean, coming back to it, it's just like, oh yeah, this is what that is. This is what I need to do to counter it. What I did was a mistake there. And a lot of it also came from going into analysis mode. You know, it was much easier to see the mistakes that I was making, what I could be doing better. But yeah, it, it was really nice to kind of have that sense of clarity coming back into it. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you too, where it's like it's this cloudiness and this kind of like clutter almost in the mental decision making. Because again, back when I was slightly burning out and feeling that, it's that it's that same thing I was talking about, where it's like everything kind of blurs together. And like when every game feels kind of the same, it's hard to like parse out the the details. And um, it definitely feels like like it's a decluttered space in my mind and in my decisions and uh yeah it's nice it's nice i feel i feel focused in a way that's just kind of refreshing you know and my hands just need to kind of catch up i think that's a lot of it too and the new mouse too is is a whole thing for me but oh yeah we, we still have five months on that we're good <laughs> yeah yeah well i i'm i'm actually i'm very happy with the new mouse like it's it's uh i'm i'm very pleased with it I'd say like there's still a the thing I didn't realize that would actually feel the most different is actually my camera movement. So like the the my camera movement. So I'm a I'm an edge scroll guy. So I don't I don't use drag scroll. I always use the edge, and I have it blasted to 100%. So it's pretty fast, and you can still just use it pretty efficiently. Um, that and camera locations too, right? It it just felt it just felt weird. And then I also had to spend some time 
in the inject trainer because I was I was legitimate. I was straight up whiffing my injects. <laughs> Again, this is this is all new mouse stuff, but it's but it's hilarious because it, it's a new it's a new thing for me. But like, I would box select my queen, and then I would just straight up miss the hatchery, and it's like. It's like that's the only thing you have to click when you're doing it, you know. And uh, I just thought it was something. yeah. It's a it's a five by five. It's a five by five building. Yeah, and it's like perfectly centered on my camera location. Like it doesn't move. Yeah, it's it's always in the same spot. But I think that also like it kind of taught me like how automatic that motion had become because ideally when you inject you you barely even look at it. You know, I select the queen, I click inject. I'm not even really looking at my hatchery. So I had to grind a little bit in the in the arcade game just to just to get the motion back. Because it's it's the same motion, right? Box select, click larva, click hatchery. It's the same motion, but I had to just tweak it a little bit. And uh you know, it, it, it was a quick it was a relatively quick fix, but also just hilarious. Hilarious that I'm missing the building that I'm supposed to click. <laughs> the stationary building, I should say. I mean, it, it still sounds like you're doing better than uh than me right now. I mean, I, I I'm I'm bad at injecting. Well, you know, it all comes back with practice. No, no, no. I'm I'm talking specifically about Zerk. Even when I'm oh, even when I'm at my prime, I'm bad at injecting. Well, you know, it's just like it's just like hitting a free throw. You just got to do it really quickly. You know, it's got it's got to start. It's got a middle, and you just. Um, but it also, you know, it's it's uh it's something that like. Previously, I, I had times where I was like, I'm trying to inject faster. And uh, there's a lot of ways to inject. And I, I like the camera location, but you got to you gotta click stuff kind of fast. It's it's fine now, but again, hilarious. Uh, that, but something I discovered about myself and uh, how, how like ingrained and automatic that motion was really just, yeah, I, I didn't think about it. And then I had to think about it again. So here we are. So I'm actually curious. Um the the kind of physical rust that you're feeling now that you're coming back into starcraft is it i mean is it related to the break or is it just the change in equipment um yeah i mean they're they're definitely gonna like overlap a lot so it's kind of hard for me to parse out what it is but you know i i came back pretty much with the new mouse and i knew that the mouse was going to be its own thing but a manageable thing as well and it's, it feels comfortable in my hand, which I think is a big deal, especially for, for this kind of stuff where if it doesn't feel comfortable in your hand, y you really can't force it. And uh, it feels comfortable in my hand. It feels comfortable when I'm using it in game, but there's still just minor tweaks that are a little different. This is like the uh, like the little feet on this new mouse that I have. They're just a little, it's a little lighter. Like it's overall, it's a lighter mouse, which, which I like, but it's just different. It's just, it's just like getting a new baseball glove. You know, you got to, you gotta you gotta throw around it with it for a while before you kind of forget about it, and I'm just starting to forget about it, which is actually a really nice sensation. Well, that's good. What kind of mouse is it? Uh, it is X. Uh, I don't know how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> it's X X T R F Y. I want to say X T R F Y. Hmm. Uh, and it's an M4. Every time I type it, I spell it wrong, and Google corrects me. But it's it's a combination of letters like that. And if you type that into Google, it's close enough, and Google will figure it out. <laughs> it's, not, it's not something I've heard of before. I gotta check that out. Yeah, it's nice. I I, I enjoy it. You know, I, I even I even went the extra mile. I put some I put some sick uh, grip tape on it because it was a little slippery when I first got it. But I'm happy with it. Well, that's nice. So part of my break was also just I I did a little bit of exploring of other games. What'd you play? 
I actually went and played some Star Wars Squadrons, which uh, for anybody who doesn't know, that's a it's an arcadey flight sim based in the Star Wars universe. And, you know, it's it has a fairly small player base, but, you know, it's a little bit fun. It didn't quite give me that competitive itch that I wanted while playing StarCraft because, you know, you have a reliance on a team and it's not quite as, like, micro-intensive, although you, it's fun, don't get me wrong, but I still had kind of had that itch to, like, you know, play StarCraft for most of the time. And I didn't completely take a break. I did spend a lot of time um, practicing watching ESL, like I said before. I don't know. It w- it was kind of nice to just take a break and you know play in a more relaxed setting, both other games and StarCraft. But throughout it, I definitely kind of felt that itch. And recently, I've been wanting to play. Like I've been really wanting to play it more recently, but I've been you know I've been busy with about a ton of other things, so I haven't really had a chance to like just sit down and grind out a ladder session or even stream it, much less. Well, I'm. It, it's interesting too, because like the games that I play that are not StarCraft are usually more like very like crafty and like open world and like very just like yeah you know you can walk around and you can plant some stuff and go in a dungeon if you want or not or what like it's 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 always i always go for those kind of things is like my non-starcraft because like for me like starcraft is like the only game that i'm like yeah i'm gonna like try hard i'm gonna win and like i just don't even feel that for other games or like i don't want to even feel that for other games you know like sometimes i'll i'll enjoy like a roguelike or something like that but that's still just like me versus like rng or whatever you know and like it's 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 just funny how how i think i think a lot of different starcraft players have different like alternative games that they use but but it, starcraft is always just special you know well it's actually funny because i usually go through like various different types of games. Like I definitely, I've been through like an MMO phase where, you know, my off game would be, you know, something like an old Final Fantasy XI server. You know, Kerbal Space Program, we've both streamed that a a decent amount, which, you know, that's, there's something about that game that really just satisfies me every time I play it, honestly. You know, I, I go through various phases of like what I like to play outside of StarCraft, but it seems like every single time I wind up coming back to StarCraft the most out of any other video game and try the hardest in that one. Yeah, definitely. And I also think it's hilarious that like just the idea that like I, I play a video game and then I play other video games to unwind from the video game that I play. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. It's like, God, I'm exhausted from ladder. Let's play something where I like just build stuff and don't think about anything. Like it's so it's so nice for me to have that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I also took um a little bit of time and started learning some kickboxing as well. Oh, nice. Which that's that's been that's been a lot of fun. I've just been getting some like informal tutoring from one of my roommates who's he's pretty big into jujitsu and kickboxing, so that's been a lot of fun and actually it's like i don't know it's kind of the weird thing is it's actually health with my wrist yeah you would think that'd be counterproductive but i yeah i've i've been my wrist has been feeling fantastic recently well i think uh this is just a general a general exercise thing but like most most repetitive stress things are are usually from imbalances right so like if you're just working out in general that can actually go a long way for even if you're not directly targeting the things that are imbalanced, just having everything be like, like well-rounded it, it, yeah, it, it does a lot. So, Hey, that's good. I'm glad your wrist is feeling better. Yeah. I'm, I'm super happy with it. Thanks, man. (laughs) 
Um, was there anything, this is, I had a question. So like, was there anything like unexpected that you've felt while coming back? It, it, this is something I've done before. And usually it's, it's kind of the same thing each time, you know, I, I have, I have a lot more clarity mentally coming into it. I get shake a little bit of the rust off. And usually those are like my best times in the game. It's just, um, once the rust is shaken off and I still have at least some of that mental clarity, like I'm just crushing people. And that seems to, that seems to be the same experience this time. Cause, uh, you know, my last session, I felt, I felt pretty good. I felt fantastic. I'm still shaking off a little bit of the rust, but like, I'm sure that the next time I stream, it's going to like, I'm, I'm going to do fairly well. There was one thing that I did worry about a little bit. And, you know, for anybody who's watched me, you know, this year, you know, I have the goal of at least having the diamond one border by the end of the year. During my break, I was a little bit concerned that I'm probably, I probably wasn't going to get it and I'd have to reevaluate what I like, where I want to be in the coming months. But, you know, coming back and then, you know, still, still having it kind of reaffirmed that like if I if I put in some extra work I can still you know get it done so I guess that's probably the most surprising thing is that like I, I still feel like I can hit that goal by the end of the year yeah and, and uh I have lost my diamond one border <laughs> oh, no. uh, since what when was when was the season change I don't remember when it was but yeah no I definitely lost it so you know hey it is what it is and uh you know I, I also also have a full like I understand that I am not a diamond one player consistently enough I get it and and it's I think we've talked about this before, but it's like, am I a diamond one player every day that I play? And the answer is clearly no. And I know that it is no. But it's it's just one of these things where I think it's hard it's it's hard to get a change. And it's especially hard to, to maintain a change. But um I believe in you. I believe in you, buddy. I, I, I think it's it's definitely within the realm for you to get up there and uh I'll be uh I'll be rooting for you. Yeah, dude. I think I think that it won't be too long before you can get your, you know, your MMR floor back into Diamond One. I I believe in you, bud. <laughs> thanks, thanks, man. Well, it's also like, here's the thing too, is that like yesterday was such a good day for me, you know, like, and I even ended on a pretty comfy MMR. Like I'm just short of three nine, so I was I was very happy about that. But but there's also just that the voice in the back of my head where it's like, tomorrow when I do it again, it could just be, I who knows, who knows it. It could be one of these where every person I play is the build I hate playing against and I just get crushed, but we'll see. We'll see. That's that's part of the reason why I wind up taking breaks is because that voice just gets louder. Like when I first took this break, I'm just like, you know, I, I was, you know, I constantly had this nagging feeling just like, you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to be a D2 by the, by the end of this season. You know, it's just constant like nagging thoughts that kind of added to the cloudiness. And I think, you know, taking the breaks is important to tell that, tell that little voice to shut the hell up. Yeah. And again, it's, it's the recurring theme of like, there are many things you can control and there are many things you cannot control. And the day-to-day -day ups and downs, it, it's rough a lot of the times, but it's also just, you got to look at the big picture sometimes. And, and, uh, that's, that's what we're trying to do here. Right. <laughs> I don't know, at this point, my big picture is just like this is this is a really fun game, and that's just going to happen. Um, yeah, like that. That's another thing. Like you're having fun, right? I'm I'm definitely having fun coming back. Like it's 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 definitely a good feeling when the game feels more fun, you know? Because because again, it's like when it doesn't feel fun, man. It, it is it's it's very overwhelming, and uh, 
it's a game. So, you know, it should be fun. It should be an enjoyable experience, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with you. So uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to chat about tonight? No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, it's it's also just uh, going in, knowing you're going to just have not the best first day. It, it's fine. And it's actually pretty fun. It, it is. It is. It's a it's a massive relief. Yeah. And and uh, you also like this is the other thing, too, I was kind of thinking about is that one of the things that I miss a lot when I was in the lower leagues is that the improvement is huge. Even like week to week, you can make leaps and bounds in in those leagues, like gigantic as far as your understanding, as far as your build, as far as your mechanics. Um, but in Diamond, it feels like these these jumps are, are so much smaller and so much more difficult to get, you know? But having the clarity to kind of observe it on the whole just it it helps and it makes me feel like oh yeah i can get better because even me right now compared to me last week i feel like i've made huge leaps and bounds right um just because i just recovered and remembered to do the things that i've done before you know and it's like it's improvement and and i think that's one of those things that really contributes to burnout too is when you feel like you're not improving or you feel like you don't have the ability to improve but i feel like i'm improving at least at this exact moment. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome, dude. It's it's really good to hear. Yeah, I I mean I mirror a lot of those sentiments. Um, you know, it, you're you kind of are going in with just kind of like this. I don't really expect much, but here we go. We got to get back into this, and you do wind up having a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm just I'm super excited to see what the rest of the year holds. Um, you know, I'll be back to regular streams here in a little bit. I gotta get to this one last week and then we'll be we'll be golden and with that let's going to go ahead and conclude our discussion uh what's going on in your world cat napa oh uh, yeah i mean you know it's about the same uh it's mostly the twitch stream is the main uh the main hub for me content wise um i am gonna be getting more stuff on youtube but it might be uh, a little more experimental i'm still kind of deciding how i want to do it um but it's there, but the stream is definitely the best place to find me. And, uh, you know, you can watch me experience the ladder in real time. So it's a, it's a great time. Yeah, definitely check out that link tree that I uh, just linked there. Uh, his YouTube videos are absolutely fantastic. I could not recommend them enough. Uh, his Twitch chat is, or well, his Twitch is also equally fantastic. Uh, you could probably catch me hanging out there. Uh, you'll see my socials there, the Twitter, the Twitch, the YouTube. This uh, this particular VOD will be going up there. Uh, the Climb. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and as I said before, YouTube. And uh, with that, I think we're going to go ahead and call it a night. Thank you guys so much for hanging out tonight. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Climb. And as always, good luck and have fun out there on the ladder. We'll see you guys later.